were children. I didn't do the with voice this time. Anyway, today I realized our end of topic desk is way quicker than uh, the end stuff, so I'm going to do chemical reactions, and I have no idea what I'm doing, so if you hear me stumbling, it's because my notes probably aren't that clear, and also I don't know why you're listening to this, but sure, whatever. Okay, so let's start with chemical apparatus, which is like equipment. So the, you have the name of the apparatus and the diagram. I got these drawings. It's so you have a test tube, which you should know what a test tube looks like, a conical flask, a measuring cylinder, a funnel, a watch glass, a gas jar, a beaker, evaporating dish, a tripod, volumetric flask, and Liebig condenser, and a boiling tube. Okay, now let's do conversions, which is makes no sense really to me, but anyway. So grams to kilograms, you divide grams by a thousand and multiply kilograms by a thousand. So 53,000 grams is 53 kilograms, and that's mass. A thousand grams is one kilogram. And then for milligrams, you divide the milligrams by a thousand to get to a gram, and you multiply a gram by a thousand to get to a milligram. So 53 million milligrams is the same as 53,000 grams. And then I'll do volume with the same thing. It's also a kind of conversion. So you have the different kind of things that you can measure with. Okay, meters cubed, centimeters cubed, which is the same as milliliters, milliliters, liters, and decimeters cubed, which is the same as liters. So 5,000 centimeters cubed is the same as five decimeters, which you've divided the centimeters cubed by a thousand and multiplied the five decimeters by a thousand. And then for 5,000 decimeters cubed, wait, what? Okay, see, I'm not even gonna do that one because that one makes no sense really to me, but sure. Risk assessment, yes, be very careful when you're in the lab, you need to take lots of protection for your eyes with goggles and wear your lab coats at all times because you'll be handling some pretty serious stuff. Okay, so a picture of a dead tree and a dead fish means harmful to the environment. A picture of a skull and crossbones means it's toxic. The thing for radioactive is that little dot and then the three funny you know things and then an oxidizing agent is the circle with the flames biohazard is the funky kind of looks like a horny almost thing i'm not sure exactly how i would describe it then you have corrosive it has the um acid going onto the hands explosive is an explosion flammable is the flames and harmful or irritant, there's a new thing. Before you had the X, and now you have an exclamation mark. Now, on to neutralization. So this is acids, alkalis, and all that stuff. So an acid is anything that has a pH below 7. Neutral substances have a pH of 7, and an alkali has a pH above 7. Okay, so this is for neutral... This is just about acids, I think. Okay, so an, it's a, an acid is a solution. 
hydrochloric acid is HCl, nitric acid is HNO3, and sulfuric acid is H2SO4. But we don't need to know that just yet. That's for GCSE, apart from the HCl. If you don't know the HCl, then really you need to do some stuff. Anyway, hydrogen donor is the H+, so I think that's just something. Okay, other acids, you have carbonic acid, which is fizzy drinks, and that's H2CO3. Vinegar, that's the common name for ethanoic acid, which is a chemical acid, CH3COOH. You can use universal indicator to determine the pH. It will turn red if it's a strong acid, if it's a strong acid. Or if it's a weak acid, it will go orange or yellow. An alkali has a pH above 7. An alkali turns blue or purple. And there are other... In this is onto indicators. There are other indicators that exist. You have the phenolipethylene, or something like that. You don't need to really know this. And methyl orange, which you also use. And now I'm just looking at my little pH scale. You have strong acids, weak acids, weak alkalis, and strong alkalis. Neutral is a pH of 7, and that's just green. The strongest alkali is a really dark purple, I'd say. And then the strongest acid is a really red. And then you can just kind of figure out what's in between there. Since we already know what an acid and alkali is, let's move on to proper neutralization. An acid plus an alkali becomes salt and water. A, chemi a chemical reaction between an acid and an alkali forms something with a pH of 7. So salts. Hydrochloric acid, you have chloride salts. Sulfuric acid, sulfate salts. Nitric acid, nitrate salts. An example of this is hydrochloric acid plus sodium hydroxide, which is an acid and alkali basically. It becomes sodium chloride plus water. The sodium chloride is the chloride salt. The chemical formula for that is HCl plus NaOH becomes NaCl plus H2O. Sulfuric acid plus sodium hydroxide becomes sodium sulfate plus water. Nitric acid plus sodium hydroxide becomes sodium nitrate plus water. This is really key. Remember, if you have something with an O, so oxygen, and you don't know how to put it, or I don't know, this isn't a very good example, but that means it will end with eight and not ide, or whatever, sulfate. So sulfate or chloride. Chloride, there's no, I'm not exactly sure exactly what it means, but something, it's when you have three, I think I've explained somewhere else, but I'll, yeah, if I've confused you, I'm really sorry. Okay, so an acid plus a metal carbonate becomes salt plus water plus carbon dioxide. So hydrochloric acid plus calcium carbonate becomes calcium chloride plus water plus carb carbon dioxide. So HCl plus CaCO3 becomes CaCl2 plus H2O plus CO2. This part might get a little bit messy because I'm just working from my um, antacid investigation work. And I haven't actually got proper notes on it. But basically we did the practical about the antacids that work for different types of acid. And so our equipment, we use a conical flask, a pipette, a measuring cylinder, a white tile, HCl, a universal indicator, and antacids. 
and basically we measured out 10 centimeters cubed of HCl into a conical flask, <clears throat> added a few drops of universal indicator and the solution turned red. And then you add antacid drop by drop until the solution turns green. And then remember to wear safety goggles and a lab coat and handle everything carefully. So that's safety measures. Variables, independent, type of antacid. Dependent, number of drops of antacid needed to neutralize and control, volume of HCl, type of acid, color of tile, amount of universal indicator, concentration of HCl, temperature of HCl. And now we have the different antacids. So we had milk and magnesia and the drops we got, I got was, also just remember these are questionable, but 5.5 drops, Sainsbury's 58, Gaviscon 10, and Rennie 22. So basically, I'm just going to tell you, basically Sainsbury's was the least effective while milk and magnesia was the most effective. So basically in order of decreasing effectivity, if that's a word, Milk of Magnesia, Gaviscon, Rennie's, then Sainsbury's. That's it, I think, for that. So we're on to collecting gases. We have learnt three methods plus the... Um, so basically we've learnt four, but I haven't got the fourth one in my notes because that's something else. Anyway, we'll start with magnesium plus hydrochloric acid becomes magnesium chloride plus hydrogen. So metal plus an acid becomes salt plus hydrogen. And you know there's hydrogen because you can see the bubbles. So the way we check for the hydrogen is we have the hydrochloric acid and the magnesium and we put them in a test tube. And then we put an inverted tube on top. We watch the effervescence and the magnesium eventually dissolving. And then we take a lint splint and we place it under the inverted test tube and we should hear a squeaky pop. And that indicates that there is hydrogen present in that test tube. So hydrogen gas goes up. It's less dense, which means it's suitable for upward delivery. Now, the second method is... Okay, this is the lime water. So if this is testing for carbon or something like that. Oh, I'm not exactly sure. Let me just check this stuff. I'll just say what I have. I'm really sorry if this is wrong. So calcium carbonate plus hydrochloric acid becomes calcium chloride plus water plus CO2. So a metal carbonate plus an acid becomes a salt plus water plus carbon dioxide. And so CO2 is denser than air, so therefore we use downward delivery. So what I can see happens is you take the calcium carbonate, you put it in one test tube with the HCl, and then you use the bung or something that takes it up and then down into the lime water, which turns from colourless to cloudy when the carbon is present. Carbon dioxide, not just carbon. Anyway, and now we have, is this a collect, this is just, the decombus, I'm really sorry, I'm blundering now, but whatever. Decomposition of hydrogen peroxide. So decomposition is the breakdown and hydrogen peroxide is H2O2. So hydrogen peroxide becomes O2 plus water when it's broken down. And we use MnO2, I think that's manganese something, I can't, I haven't written it down, but it's M MnO2. That's the catalyst which speeds up the reaction to make the hydrogen peroxide break down quicker. So O2 is less dense, so therefore we use upward delivery, 
and it's over the water, so you, or something like that. Anyway, you basically use a glowing splint and the glowing splint relights. So finally for this topic, I hope this is finally because my teacher said we've gone through everything, everything now. So this is everything I have in my book. Anyway, we have the reactivity series and displacement. So we, st we can start from the top, which is the most reactive. So we go potassium, sodium, lithium, calcium, magnesium, aluminium, and then you have carbon, and then you have zinc and iron, and then hydrogen, and then copper, silver, and gold. And so, I don't know why, I'll just tell you what the signs for them are, well, the chemical thingies, because I don't know, it just feels handy. So potassium is K, sodium is Na, lithium is Li, calcium is Ca, magnesium is Mg, aluminium is, aluminium is Al, carbon is C, zinc is Zn, iron is Fe, hydrogen is H, copper is Cu, silver is Ag, and gold is Au, and that's them in the in their element forms. So gold is the least reactive. You also have platinum, but don't need to know that. Okay, so the reactivity series is put together by reacting metals with oxygen, acids, so hydrochloric acid and sulfuric acid, or water. Uh, so I'll just mention that the reason why silver, gold, and platinum are used in jewelry and things like that is because they are the least reactive, which means, you know, they don't rust that easily and things like that. And I think everything above aluminium and from potassium to aluminium use electrolysis or something like that to displace them uh, or no, no, to extract them. And it's very hard to get them in their pure form. And now I have, let me just see, I haven't exactly planned this out. Oh, okay. So displacement reactions, basically. If uh, one of the metals is some, there's something like um, sodium, no, let's say, let me just look at this quickly. I'm really sorry. So iron oxide, let's say, and sodium, then the, and you react those together, then it becomes sodium oxide plus iron. And for example, sodium oxide plus iron would still be sodium oxide plus iron because, I just said that really weirdly, because the sodium oxide is more reactive than the iron, which means the oxygen will go to the sodium because the sodium is kind is displacing. Anyway, you. I hope you know what I mean. I'm really sorry. Okay, ooh, I have an explanation. So basically, in this one, we're acting magnesium and... Something else, so magnesium is more reactive than Cu, so it forms MgSO4, or something like that. And I think that is it. I'm really sorry if that last bit was a bit confusing. I'm confused myself now, even though I just did this today. Anyway, bye! Amelia out. Okay, one last quick thing I just forgot to say is I made up a little, what's it called? You know the thing to memorise the different things anyway so it's about the reactivity series to remember them I've just forgotten the name it's fine that's like English stuff okay so Peter Smith likes catching many auburn colored zebras in happy crusted silver gates there you go have a nice day Beep.